Welcome back to the Film School for Marketers podcast. This is episode number 22. And boy, do we have a special one for you today. As always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Zach Basner, Director of Inbound Training and Video Strategy at Impact. I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Mariah Anderson. Hey. Director of Demand Gen. Manager of Demand Gen, but... Director, hey, doesn't really matter to us. Same thing. Uh, so we have been talking a lot lately about one-to-one video. We've been talking a lot about sales uh, and video for sales. We wanted to come back and kind of revisit the what we refer to kind of as marketing videos, right? Your educational, thought leadership, big five, they ask your answer type content, and how it really relates to the selling process. Oftentimes, when we think about sales videos, we think about videos that we're making a hard sell. But in reality, a lot of great video content that should be used in sales is actually helpful, unbiased, generally marketing content. So we want to talk today about a process called assignment selling and a way to educate your prospects, uh, build trust with them during the sales process using video, obviously, will be the focus of our discussion today. First, let's start by kind of defining what this whole assignment selling thing really is or what it means. And so let's talk a little bit about where it came from. Many of you are probably familiar with Marcus Sheridan, author of They Ask You Answer. He's a partner at Impact. And uh, he used to be a pool guy. He's <laughs> all, uh, well, still does. He, he still is a, is a partner at River Pools and Spas and they manufacture and install fiberglass swimming pools. Had an amazing content marketing journey, creating lots of content. And then he started to look at that relationship between the content itself and sales. He was comparing two groups of people. One group of people had come to the website, River Pools and Spas. They asked for a quote and they didn't buy. Second group of people filled out a form, asked for a quote. They did buy. And he was trying to figure out the difference between the two. And what he found is that this number, 30, kept standing out underneath the group that bought. And this number 30 represented the average number of pages that they had consumed. And what they found is that if somebody had read 30 or more pages of the website, they would buy 80% of the time. The problem is we underestimate the amount of content that a potential customer, a prospect is willing to read or watch or consume to become comfortable with making a purchasing decision. Sometimes we get under the assumption that, you know, everyone's just in a hurry. Everyone's in this big rush. They don't have time to consume or watch videos. But in fact, the exact opposite is true because the hurry stops when we spend our money. Content, video, and written content. Assuming that it's honest and it's transparent and it's unbiased is the greatest sales tool in the world. When Marcus and his team discovered this magical number 30, this 30 pages or more of the website, they realized that they'd been selling wrong for about seven years. Because here's what would usually happen. Somebody would call up, they'd say, hey, Marcus, team, can you come out to my house to give me a quote for a swimming pool? And they'd say, yeah, sure, of course. It'll be out next Friday. The problem was, how educated was this prospect at that time? Well, we don't know. And that was their fault that they didn't know. Could be a little, could be a lot. But after they found out this number 30, things changed a little bit. Somebody would call it. They say, hey, can you come out? Give me a quote for a pool. And they would say, yeah, of course. We'll come out next Friday. But while I've got you on the phone, you're getting ready to make a big decision, a big purchase. 
and we know you don't want to make any mistakes. And so as to make sure you don't make any mistakes, we're going to make sure you're really well educated. So while I've got you on the phone here, I'm going to send you a little email. Two major things in this email that you're going to love. The first one is a video and it shows the process of the pool showing up to your house, going in the, in the ground, patio going around it, clean up everything. This way, when we come out next Friday, you're not going to say, well, what does this process look like? You're already going to know exactly what it looks like. That's the first thing. Second thing I'm going to send you is this little guide or ebook, if you will. And it's going to answer some of the most pressing questions you have right now. Like, should I get a heater with my pool? Should it be gas? Should it be electric? Should I get a cover? Should it be solid? Should it be mesh? That's a little bit long. It's about 30 pages. Wink, wink. But it's going to answer some of those most pressing questions that you've got right now. Would you mind checking these two things out before we come out next Friday? Yes or no? And 90% of the time, the prospect says, sure, absolutely, I'll check it out. And Marcus and his team know that if they do their homework, if they do what they say they were going to do, then the odds of them buying are radically higher, radically higher. And so you may notice a few different linguistic things throughout that process of, of assigning or asking them to consume that content. Something that Mariah knows a lot about and has done a lot of research and test, has tested a lot of different things. It's like, how do you, because the idea is that, that they have to do the homework. They have to consume the content. They have to watch the videos. They have to read the things, whatever it is that you're sending them. It's really important. So let's talk a little bit, Mariah, about those linguistic things, how you make things seem important, how you stress the importance of consuming these and ultimately get them to watch videos. Yeah. Well, so the first thing that I noticed just as I started out is, you know, you can say via email, this is important for you to do. If you don't, hey Milo, if you don't do this, then we should reschedule our conversation. Uh, but it's another for you to be able to convey that importance verbally in a way that you just wouldn't be able to do via email. Um, and I mean, even if you compare the two and you look at the two from your user's perspective or the viewer's perspective, if you will, like you'll see that it's just a, a whole different way that it's conveyed. But what you really wanna do, like as Zach mentioned, is that you want to tell them they need to consume this information. So if you are doing it, doing it via video, you wanna say, if you don't have a chance to read this, we're gonna wanna reschedule our time together because it's gonna be the most effective way for us to have a conversation. And majority of the questions that we would probably be spending time covering are answered in this thing that I'm sending you so that we can spend the rest of our time during our conversation on things that maybe aren't included and that are specific to you. Um, so it, as you said, you know, it really increases the chance of you closing a sale, but at the same time, it also cuts down on the extra time and meetings that you would probably have anyway. And you can let them know that as, as well. You know, it's going to cut down on the time that they would need to invest in additional meetings or a longer meeting. Um, but that's one way. And then the other way with video that it's really effective for you to use during assignment selling is you know, you can send them articles and that's great. And you can, you know, if you have something like HubSpot, you can see did this person visit this page? But I find like the fail safe way to know if someone really consumed that piece of content rather than flat out asking them is to send a video and have it, you know, hosted in something like Vidyard where you can actually see, did they watch this? Did they watch the whole thing? Uh, Cause most of the time, you know, day of the meeting, we'll reach back out and say, did you have a chance to read this or watch this video? And if they say no, we're going to reschedule it. But sometimes people can fib, right? They can be like, yeah, I read it but then you'll know right away during a meeting if they actually did or not. But a video really allows you to 
see, did they actually watch this? And something I want to point out there is not everybody has the ability to create this video right away um, in terms of having it like overly produced and someone on staff who can record these videos. And so something we've done when we have new services we're rolling out where we want to have pieces of content to use for assignment selling is we'll you know, do a one-to-many video and record something so that we have it as an option to consume via video um, in the meantime. One, one thing that I've done, like linguistics thing, is yeah. if I assign a video to watch before a meeting, particularly before a sales meeting, I'll say, please watch this this five minute mm. video of you know whatever the services we're talking about. I want to make sure we're speaking the same language yeah. when we talk. Who's not going to want to be speaking the same language? Who who wants to come into the conversation and, and you know <laughs> thing that I'm like it? Did you did you watch the video because I talked about that in the video or something like that? So. What are some of the things, Mariah, that we have in these assignment selling videos? Like, what are what are we trying to explain in these for our prospects? Sure. So, an example of one of them would be if someone came to us and they were interested in like a website redesign. A couple of the materials I would send them is one about our process because that's one of the main questions that we get during the sales process. You know, what does a website redesign engagement look like? What can I expect? You know, we have something very specific called like a website blueprint, which kicks off our website engagements. Um, another piece would be we build websites a little bit differently in terms of our templates. We make them flexible so they can be used and created by the organization on their own and not have to rely on us. So we have a video that dives into how we build these pages and why that's important. Uh, and then another is more about the strategy approach that we take. So we have an article that's about this six characteristics of a perfect inbound site. So they all have to do with questions we would typically get over and over in the sales process and things that people are going to want to think about as they're having conversations with other agencies. Like not even just for us, like this is helpful for them. And I think it also sparks questions that they didn't even think about. So I think it also builds an even bigger layer of trust when they're like, wow, you made me think of things I didn't even think I should think about during this process. So it's kind of a win-win in that situation. Yeah the sales team doesn't have to be so focused on education. They can be focused on selling, which is what their job really is. And, you know, many, many listeners and watchers of this podcast are going to relate to this. We, we have a lot of services and things that we do at impact and we do a lot of stuff really well. Uh, but there's no way we could have a sales team that knows everything as well as our product experts do. Mm -hmm. And so we've got, videos that actually have the, the product owners, the people who actually implement these things, the people who actually do the work. Now we've got this piece of content the sales team can use to make sure nothing is being lost in translation. So there's so many powerful things that are happening within our own assignment selling process. We're shorting the sales cycle. We're making sure the best information gets to the prospect. We're uh, spending less time educating on that first call and more time selling. Yeah, I was going to say that your sales team will be so happy <laughs> um, that... I think a lot of times people in sales, I mean, their time is money, right? And a lot of times sales team members will be handed off a lead from like a, a business development rep and they're totally not qualified. Like they think that they might be and then they're not. And this allows you to cut that out. Zach, I'm glad you said like, here's this, you know, 30 page document that I want you to read. Like you're letting them know ahead of time, like this is the time commitment I need from you. And I want to be really clear about that so that you give yourself enough time and you know what you're investing in. Um, you might have some people be like, well, other people can don't like aren't asking me to do that, and they're making it 
like easier for me. And so you have to be ready for that pushback and, or, you know, ahead of time, just let them know how valuable and important it is. Like you mentioned, Zach, like you're making a really big decision, a really big financial decision. Like, don't you want to be as educated as possible? And, you know, we're here to help you with that. So that's one pushback that you might get or a reason why people might not devote the time to going through this. The cool thing is that's really not just a sales strategy. It's a, it's a marketing and sales strategy because mm-hmm. it's taking qualified leads and teeing them up for more qualified sales conversations. And so there is this like little handoff in between usually the content that's generated for assignment selling, whether it be video or written content is usually worked on by both teams. There usually is a resistance mm-hmm. to assignment selling because it is unnatural. As I mentioned in the beginning, if you go to almost any company, you say, hey, about how many pages would uh, a potential prospect be willing to read or we could change it for the context of this conversation and say, how many videos would a person be willing to watch, right? That, that number is going to be significantly lower than the, the, the reality of the situation. Marcus did a similar study in uh, 2013 at River Pools and Spas and they sold 95 pools that year, 95 pools. They went back and they looked at the average number of pages that those 95 customers had consumed before they bought, before they asked for a quote. And it was 105 pages of the website. What? One, 105. And it's because of looking at data like this and being willing to try these new things of assignment mm-hmm. selling, be, being willing to see what works. Ultimately, it's going to create some, some pretty radical results. I mean, imagine a sales meeting where that prospect has already consumed 100 pages of your website. How much selling are you really going to be doing that day? Yeah. Assuming that it's great content. And Mariah, I love, I love how, because I talk about this a lot with, with audiences, both in written and video content, but I love you know, the, greatest, the greatest thing about using video for assignment selling is that you can actually see if somebody did it or not. Yeah. If it's a website page or it's a PDF or something like that, you might be able to see if they downloaded it or if they, if they looked at the page or something, but you, you won't know how much of it they actually watched. If you're using the proper tools in HubSpot or in Vidyard, with video content, you can actually see how much of that, that content they actually consumed. And, and that's going to help you have a, a better conversation rather than being like, so did you have a chance to check out that thing? Something else I wanted to mention that I wish I would have mentioned before is that, you know, when I, when we first started doing this and we started deciding what we were assigning for different services, there were some, some pieces of assignments uh, of articles or videos we were sending that I, I could feel didn't probably truly educate or match like I wanted it to. So I like had to pause and think like this thing that I'm sending them, is it answering those questions that are going to be brought up in the sales process? Or is it some article about this topic that relates to the service they're interested in? Like you really have to think about that because if you're just sending them an article that's related to that topic, what's it going to do? Is it actually going to progress them in the sales process? So you really want to be careful about what you're actually assigning them. So think about what are those main questions you're getting in the sales process and how you can turn that into the content that you're assigning. So I just want to make that piece very clear. It's not random blogs you should be assigning. It should actually be very strategic about how this ties back to things sales is telling you they're hearing. Yeah. I mean, assignment selling is, this is more than just saying, hey, you know, based on the conversation we had yesterday, check out this blog that we wrote that talks about the same thing. That is... That is not assignment selling. What we're talking about, so, so let's have a quick discussion about what assignment selling content really looks yes. like or is. 
Yeah. So this is stuff. This is the 80% video. Many of you who have been listening to us for any amount of time know about the 80% video, which is coming up with those seven to 10 questions that come up on every single first sales appointment. What do you do? Uh, how much does it cost? Uh, you know, whatever. These major questions that you get on every first sales appointment, recording a video for each one of those questions and also recording a, a, a conglomerate of all of them, which we call the 80% video. And then, you know, assignment selling is just the process of t- now taking that piece of content and getting them to watch it. That's it. Mm-hmm. That, that's really that simple. Other assignment selling pieces of content and what that might look like would be things like, like we use here at Impact, like Mariah alluded to. This is what our process is like. Uh, these are the six elements of a great uh, website, and therefore, you know, expect us to talk about these things. This is how much, on average, m- many of our clients spend with us. Mm-hmm. Like these are all things that are contributing to the sale and educating at the same time. If you're having a hard time discovering what would those pieces of content be, because mm-hmm. you don't want to just and there's, there shouldn't really be a scenario where you're just guessing. A common exercise that we'll work on with sales teams is we'll look at each individual stage of the sales process. So we'll, we'll take, this is the ideal sales process. A lead comes in, this is the first contact, then this meeting happens, then this email gets sent, then this, and, and we map this whole thing out, right? And this is like the ideal, the ideal way that this would go. Mm-hmm. With each stage, and we go, what would cause that part of the sale to either succeed or fail? So it could be things like on this first contact, if they still don't know what we do, then that call, that contact was a complete fail. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be ready for the next stage. And so we're going to make sure that we have a piece of content that is appropriate for that stage in terms of length or in, or in terms of like how in-depth it goes. And we're going to make sure that they consume it at that stage because if they don't, that's going to be a failure. And so you do the same exercise all the way through each different portion of the sales process. And now that you've got this nice little, you know, idealistic process, you can start to refine this thing and de- develop more content that's going to make you even more successful. Uh, but that is how you use assignment selling in a really smart way. You don't just want to go in to say, hey, it'd be really cool if, uh, if they knew everything about the history of our company before they had that first sales call. Yeah, that might be cool, but it's not going succe- to contribute to the success or failure of that stage, right? Mm-hmm. So this is, this is why that exercise is really important. You can do this with your team. It's really easy. If you have questions about that, reach out to me. I've done many of these exercises before. Um, but ultimately, that content needs to solve for the major problems within that stage of the sales process. So as we bring this episode home... You may be thinking to yourself, wow, Zach, this sounds really great. I would love to do this with my team. Well, you're in luck because we have a workshop that is specifically made to uh, help sales teams with this process of recording more video content and assigning it, of developing more answers to common sales questions and sending those, uh, really just refining the entire sales process with content. And it's called the Digital Selling Workshop. And so if you're interested in something like that, uh, we'll drop a link in the show notes, reach out to us. Some of my favorite things to do is work with sales teams on this stuff because it, it, it really does create an immediate ROI. Like, I'm not even kidding you. This is some, this, this, these things you start implementing, them, you'll see an immediate ROI if you do it right and you stick with it. We thank you so much thank for joining you. us today. We really value your time and, and appreciate you hanging with us. 
And so make sure you like, subscribe, leave us a review on iTunes, all those things. We love you all. Until we see you next week, keep learning. Keep learning.